I'm Mary Richter with Richter Farm and Ranch in Thrall, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. We are locked, loaded, and ready to roll with another edition of Texas Ag Today. So jump on in with me. Buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, we know we have a bad wheat crop here in Texas, but nationwide, we're looking at the worst wheat crop since 1996. It's bad in all of the western U.S. thanks to drought. We'll have that story coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Texas High Plains farmers trying to get their fields ready for spring planting face a big challenge due to our ongoing drought. And that's not the only issue they're having. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. The do's and don'ts of safety in a vehicle when tornadoes and severe storms are in the area. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have those recommendations from the National Weather Service on Texas Ag Today. This is James Duncan from East Texas. Want to talk a little bit about recovering from the storms in the recent weeks, planting time, and the fact is the sun shines and it's beautiful and fishing is really good. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Another weekly crop condition report is out, and it's showing that 36% of the nation's wheat crop is rated in poor to very poor condition. The highest amount of acreage rated very poor to poor at this time of year since all the way back in 1996. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says last year at this time, only 17% of the wheat crop was rated poor to very poor. But this year, Texas still has the worst wheat crop in the nation. We see at least one-fifth of the winter wheat rated very poor to poor in half. Nine of our 18 reporting states led by Texas at 79% very poor to poor. And Rippey says there's nothing in the forecast that will improve that over the next week. The beef industry has a very good story to tell when it comes to sustainability, but there are beef industry opponents who try to vilify cattle producers when it comes to the environment. At the recent Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association convention in Fort Worth, National Cattlemen's Beef Association CEO Colin Woodall told Texas cattle producers that they have a strong story to combat this misinformation. We combat that with the facts because the facts really do speak for themselves. And the facts can take on any number of uh, forms. One of the facts is that we have all these families that have been on this land for generations. And so we know that we are taking care of our natural resources. We're taking care of the cattle because that's the only way you can keep that up and running. And another fact is the true impact that cattle production has on the environment. 
We are only accountable for 2% of the total U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. That's not a whole lot. Matter of fact, when you take in everything that it takes to put that beef on the plate, it's only 3.7% of the total greenhouse gas emissions. And that's something to be proud of because the transportation sector is 25%, energy sector is 29%. So we know that when it comes to greenhouse gas emissions, we are not the major emitter. And when you look at the environmental benefits that comes with cattle on the range, we are a part of the solution. We are not part of the problem. In CBA's Colin Woodall. The Senate Agriculture Committee has scheduled a hearing on April 24th to consider the cattle market reform bill pushed by Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley and Nebraska Senator Deb Fisher. This is the bill that would mandate a certain percentage of fed cattle be purchased on the cash market each week. Grassley and Fisher recently reworked the bill with the hopes of picking up more support. The American Farm Bureau Federation and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association have both taken positions against any type of cattle marketing mandate. Texas High Plains farmers are facing a lot of challenges as they get ready for spring planting. James Hunt tells us that drought is just one of many issues they face. In yesterday's report, Greg Glover of Canyon talked about the pressure drought is causing for his family's cattle operation. Well, drought is also creating issues over on the crop side for Glover. With a lack of moisture, it's been necessary to pre-water his fields, but strain is already showing. Some of our wells have started to kind of start that trend to drop like they normally do in the middle of the summer, but since we've been already going for almost two months, we're starting to see that. So our issue is, will enough of our wells hold up if we have to continue straight all the way through the summer? we end in September. Meanwhile, Glover has also encountered snags in another aspect of field preparation. We've been putting out fertilizer for the last month. We have had to stop a few days because at the railhead they ran out and couldn't get any in for a few days. So we've seen that hiccup that we normally don't see because it's usually a constant flow. They keep everyone running in this whole panhandle, but we've seen where we've had windows where we've just had to stop because essentially where they rail it in here in the panhandle, they just couldn't get a train in time. They were out and, you know, had to wait on the next train to come in to offload some. At the moment, Glover believes he has enough fertilizer to finish out his fields before seed starts going in the ground in early May. We're going to plant corn, cotton, and some sorghum silage for some feed yards and dairies. All of our corn will be corn silage because our area is just feed yards and dairies everywhere. This drought has increased the feed demand for them. Glover says even with high input costs, the crops should make a profit this year unless our drought causes drastic yield losses. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Spring storms can put you in danger in a hurry. Tom Nicoletti has some advice on staying safe when those storms hit. In a final look at safety during severe storms, National Weather Service meteorologist Tom Bradshaw explains the plan of action to take if you are in any type of vehicle in the vast expanses of rural Texas or in one of the many high traffic congested metropolitan areas of the state. If you're in a vehicle 
you want to try to get out of that vehicle and into a well-built structure if you possibly can as, as soon as possible as well. What is the advice, Tom, to folks that are in vehicles but cannot get into some type of nearby structure? The worst case scenario is that you get a warning for your area and if you're not able to get off the road into a well-built structure or a, a gas station, convenience store, into a home, then obviously if you know the direction the storm is coming from, if you can try to get out ahead of that storm to the extent that you can by driving in a direction away from the storm, that's preferred. There's a strong tendency or a desire to protect your vehicle from hail, and that's certainly understandable. The trouble is that once several cars start parking under a bridge, an overpass, then you start to get congestion on that road, and you start backing up traffic, and the cars behind you are then subject to the full force of the storm that's coming in. You definitely don't don't want to do is to park under a bridge or a viaduct and then to actually get out of the vehicle and try to climb up under the bridge. If a tornado or a high wind event actually moves over that area, the high winds can actually funnel and actually be intensified by moving under the bridge. The winds can actually be much faster and they blow large amounts of debris through the area between the bridge and the ground. And that can be a very dangerous place for someone to be. So we really stress to folks to avoid getting out of their vehicles and climbing climbing under bridges during tornado events. That's meteorologist Tom Bradshaw. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Spring is in full swing in East Texas. James Duncan has an update from Marshall. In my part of East Texas, corn planting got completed in between the storms. Now, we had great damage in many of our areas because of the storms in recent weeks, and recovery from them is not going to be favorable in many areas. In particular, forage production is one of our mainstays in agriculture here. Whether you're marketing it through the animal or cutting and baling it for forage to use in the wintertime months. And we've had some of our commercial producers knocked out because of the storm, equipment destruction, barn destructions, things of that nature. So we've got to recover from that. Getting parts to repair some of the equipment is really hard to do. Buying new equipment, well, that's just about out of the question in most places because we had just done that recently and did replace a lot of machinery. So those storms are going to be, uh, it's going to be a long story to recover from that here in East Texas. The peach trees, well, not damaged as much as some other timber was, but they still had some minor damage in some of our peach areas, and we're going to have a little of disruption there in production, especially on those early producing trees. We may be a little later getting the full peach crop going here. One good sign, though, is the sunshine and the wind blowing, dried the land out, got this old deep sand, and it'll dry out pretty quick. So watermelon planting, even though one producer told me, said this is way too early for us to be planting, but if we don't do it now and get some seed in the ground, whatever we get out of it, we can have watermelons by the 4th of July and that's what we like, good East Texas watermelons by the 4th. If we can get that done, we'll have a successful years. And the ETBU fishing team, this is a little bit outside of agriculture, but look, they did an excellent job, and they have won the MLF Collegiate World Championship, and we congratulate those young men and the efforts they go to there in representing East Texas in that particular field. This is James Duncan reporting from East Texas for Texas Ag Today. 
If you like deer hunting and support the conservation of native wildlife and wildlife habitats, you may want to consider the Managed Lands Deer Program. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag today. And if your small dog has a collapsing trachea, that can be one of the most difficult problems to treat. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. If your small dog has a collapsing trachea, that can be one of the most difficult problems to treat. Dr. Bob Judd tells more about it. There are many causes of chronic coughing in dogs, including throat disease, lung disease, and heart disease. If you have an older small breed dog, the most likely cause of a continual cough is collapse of the trachea. The trachea, or windpipe, is a tubular structure that consists of multiple C-shaped rings of cartilage that are open at the top with the tracheal membrane closing the top of the trachea. Collapse of the trachea is due to multiple causes, including softening of the cartilage with age, and therefore the cartilage weakens and does not maintain a complete opening. Also, the tracheal membrane at the top of the trachea sags into the tracheal lumen, making the path for air decreased. The trachea can collapse in the neck or chest. Interestingly, if your pet has a difficult time breathing and coughing on inspiration, the problem is likely in the neck, while difficulty breathing out with expiration usually is related to a tracheal problem in the chest. The disease can be complicated by allergies, infection, and an enlarged heart, obesity, and even dental disease. The disease is progressive, and unfortunately, there is no method to stop the progression. A dry, honking cough is the most common symptom, and x-rays are required to make the diagnosis. But x-rays can sometimes be normal, as the x-ray is not a continual look at the area, but only a snapshot, and collapse could be missed. There are multiple medications that can be used to control the cough, including antibiotics, cough suppressant, steroids, and anti-anxiety medications. Any dog with a chronic cough should have chest x-rays to determine the cause, as these dogs are suffering with this cough. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. If you like deer hunting and support the conservation of habitat, you may want to consider the Managed Lands Deer Program. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report. Sign up is now underway for a program designed to foster and support sound management and stewardship of native Texas wildlife and wildlife habitats on private lands. Alan Kane, whitetail deer program leader for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, says landowners have two options when it comes to the Managed Lands Deer Program, or MLDP. 
the department recognizes that deer harvest is an important aspect of habitat conservation and, you know, one way to encourage landowners to do good habitat conservation through deer harvest. And so the program offers a couple of options for landowners to take advantage of an extended season and property-specific customized harvest recommendations. And so we have kind of a do-it-yourself option called the harvest option. Those landowners are just really needs a few tags but don't need a lot of assistance from our biologists. Then there's a conservation option, which is a more in-depth part of the MLD program that provides customized harvest recommendations from our biologists based on deer surveys conducted on the ranch, but the landowners required to conduct some habitat management practices and collect harvest data. Really, it gives landowners flexibility to manage the deer populations on their property outside of the normal hunting regulations, uh, so seasons and bag limits that would apply to the counties. MLD has its own season and site-specific bag limits. Landowners have until June 15th to sign up for MLDP's conservation option. Sign up for the harvest option, which is the self-service option, is from May 1st to September 1st. You can enroll using TPWD's Land Management Assistance Program on the TPWD website. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. It's time for a look at the markets. Jessica will be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Break out your camera and snap a pic for the Texas Farm Bureau Photo Contest. You or someone you know can share your best photo with the entire Lone Star State and maybe win some cash, like $250 for first place, $200 for second place, and $100 for honorable mention. The contest is open to Texas Farm Bureau members or an immediate family member. Rural settings and lifestyles are the preferred themes for all submissions and contestants are limited to one entry per person. Top four winners will be selected and published in the July edition of Texas Agriculture and the summer edition of Texas Neighbors. Snap your pick now for the Texas Farm Bureau Photo Contest. The entry deadline is June 1st. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org for complete contest rules. That's TexasFarmBureau.org. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. A winter storm hitting the northern plains of the United States and affecting cattle operations there has impacted the cattle markets once again. April live cattle up 67 cents Wednesday to 140.62. June live cattle up 57 cents to 136.87. April feeder cattle up 80 cents to 158.55. May feeder cattle up a dollar two to 161.95. Box beef was lower Wednesday. Choice down a penny to 270. Select down $0.05 to $260.66. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. When you hear the auctioneers sound off, it's time to head to Union Commission Company, Hondo Livestock, there in Hondo, Texas, west of San Antonio. 
Seth Crane, how did the Monday sale go? A uh, good run of cattle this week. 656 head of cattle, 210 head of sheep and goat. Uh, as far as the cow run, probably ended up with somewhere around 140 or 50 cows. Did take a, just a few dollars off the cows, 47, up to 58 to 61 cents on those lower yielding type cows. Top cows would bring anywhere from 82 to 96. Still a good cow market. Bulls, 72 to $1.14 uh, on our pairs this week, 875 to 1350 And on our bread cows from 650 up to 1050 uh, Calf and yearling market, I tell you what, there was on the wean cattle, the front end of them. Cattle really sold well, looked really strong. Could have been a touch higher all the way across, I thought. Uh, you know, getting into the planter cattle, still kind of sticky, but uh, really good calf market. Two to three weight steers, $1.62 to 198 Two to three weight heifers, 142 to 168 Three to four weight steers, $1.65 to 201 Three to four weight heifers, 138 to 158 Four to five weight steers, $1.55 to 196 Four to five weight heifers, 132 to 164 Five to six weight steers, $1.35. 38 to 185 by the six weight heifers 128 to 150 six to seven weight steers dollar 28 to 158 your six to seven weight heifers uh dollar 18 to 142 seven to eight weight steers dollar 15 to 138 seven to eight weight heifers dollar two up to 128 uh, lots of good wean cattle here today uh thank all the consigners uh like i say i thought they sold well larry uh next week no sale next week uh easter happy easter to everybody in the meantime if you need anything reach us at 830-741-8061 give me on my cell phone 210 288-3960. And for updates and information, visit us on Facebook or hondolifestock.com. I'm Larry Marble. Good day to you. April lean hogs up 27 cents to 99.90. May lean hogs down 72 cents to 111.52. April class 3 milk up 16 cents to 24.26 a hundred weight. May class 3 milk up 33 cents to 25.14 a hundred weight. We saw triple-digit gains in the cotton markets for the third day in a row on Wednesday. That after overnight on Tuesday, we saw new life-of-contract highs for the July and December contracts, according to DTN. The drought in Texas and Oklahoma and parts of Kansas pushing those prices higher. May cotton up 426 points to 142.77. October cotton up 235 points to 128.18. May corn up seven and a quarter to 783 and a half. July corn up five and a half to 778. September corn up three and a quarter to 747. May hard red wheat up 11 and three quarters to 1174 even. July hard red wheat up 11 and a quarter to 1178 even. May natural gas up 35 cents Wednesday to 703. June natural gas up 37 cents to 713. May crude oil up $3.60 to 104.20. June crude oil up $3.62 to 103.77. The Dow up 304 points Wednesday to 34,524. The S&P 500 up 47 points to 4,444. The Nasdaq up 271 points to 13,642. Well, that wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel, and I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.